0: Hello to all you amazing Mets fans listening to Locked on Mets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also tell your smart device to play Podcasts Locked on Mets. On today's show, as I mentioned yesterday, I want to address the recent speculation of Trevor Bauer once again, being a target for the Mets in free agency. So I'll go over that a bit in the first half of the show. Then later on in the second half of the show, I want to talk about some swirling news that's going around Major League Baseball right now when it comes to the DH and the start time of spring training. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Before we get to any of that though, I'm your host Ryan Ficklestein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FicklesteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsMoraisOnline.com. So let's start off talking about Trevor Bauer. Now, I did a week's worth of shows on Trevor Bauer. If you go back to November 16th on your podcast feeds, you'll find an entire week's worth of shows where I got into every aspect of signing Trevor Bauer. The numbers, the market around him, his impact on the team, I even had a super fan on to talk about what he felt Trevor Bauer would bring to the table. All of that is to say that I did a lot of coverage on this at the beginning of the offseason when it seemed more likely that Bauer might be a target for the Mets. Since then, the Mets made a big trade to acquire Francisco Lindor. It appeared like George Springer was their top free agent target, and it seemed more and more like Trevor Bauer was off the table for the Mets as they already had addressed their rotation with Marcus Stroman coming in on the qualifying offer and Carlos Carrasco being included in the big trade. Now, Springer has signed elsewhere. You're looking at the market. JT Real Muto is the only other big, big name on the market. And obviously, by signing James McCann, the Mets are not going to get into the running on Real Muto So if they want to make one huge splash to cap off a really big offseason, Trevor Bauer is the guy. And Sandy Alderson has really liked the idea of bringing Trevor Bauer in. If you remember at the introductory press conference and some of the interviews that followed it, when Sandy Alderson really did assume the role again of being the president and the GM of the Mets, the guy who's making the decisions, Trevor Bauer is one of the few names he mentioned. Talked about how this is an entertainment business. Trevor Bauer is entertaining. He brings that, and he brings a lot to the table with his pitching philosophies and how that can impact the team. So there is a lot that goes into signing Trevor Bauer that intrigues Sandy Alderson. Now with that being said, a polarizing player like Trevor Bauer has a long list of pros and a long list of cons. And when you come off of the scandal with Jared Porter, is it the best look to sign a guy in Trevor Bauer that has a huge portion of baseball fans that really dislike him, and that has been accused of not necessarily the same things as Jared Porter, but of mistreating women online by harassing them and also by kind of instigating his followers to harass them. So that is something that is part of the picture when you're talking about signing Trevor Bauer. Now, when you talk about on the field, there's no question Trevor Bauer makes the Mets a better team. I have some concerns about his huge spike in spin rate. What does that come from? Is that something that is natural? Or is this a guy who, for a long time, advocated against the use of foreign substances and maybe just decided, you know what, everyone else is doing it, so I'm going to game the system and do it better? That is definitely something that concerns me a bit, although, you know what? He's getting great results, so if he doesn't get caught, how does that impact you morally? When you're watching the Mets, if you never find out, I don't know. I'm just throwing some things out there when it comes to Trevor Bauer, some of the downsides. Also, there's the fact that his track record is very inconsistent, has had really two good years and a lot of middling years. So is he going to be that ace for years to come? What's the structure of a contract? There's so many things that come into play with Trevor Bauer that the Mets have to think about. But if you're looking right now, at what makes this team better and what will put them clearly over the top. If you can roll out a rotation of Jacob deGrom, Trevor Bauer, Marcus Stroman, and Carlos Carrasco as your front four with Noah Syndergaard potentially returning midseason, that's dynamic. It is. So as much as I maybe tend to think that Bauer isn't worth the risk on multiple fronts, I can understand the enticing element to signing him and it's not my money the only reason why I have talked about the luxury tax so much this offseason is because that was the sentiment that was being echoed by Alderson and Steve Cohen that the Mets would likely not go over the luxury tax but if they decided to give Trevor Bauer a three-year 90 million dollar contract or whatever that number ultimately is Or they're going to give him a short deal with a high AAV. And they're going to blow through the luxury tax. And they're still going to address their other needs. As a fan, can you really complain? As much as there's going to be the naysayers about Trevor Bauer. And I might be one of them. If you look up in June and the Mets have a 12 game lead in the division, they're smoking people. And Trevor Bauer and Jacob DeGrom are the best one two punch of baseball. Fans are going to quickly forget all of the negative sides of this and just look at the fact that the Mets are winning the division and giving them a lot of feel good every night. So my opinion on signing Trevor Bauer still remains the same in that I believe if you're going to remain under the luxury tax, which the Mets have talked about, I would rather see that money spread out. Because there's also a circumstance where the Mets make a cost-cutting trade like dumping Dries Familia similar to what the Yankees did on Monday with Adam Adovino. They sign Trevor Bauer, and then that's about the last move that they make because they would be pushing up against the luxury tax and wanting to give themselves that flexibility to make in-season moves. So maybe they would just fill out the roster with some depth minor league signings at that point. Could be the right strategy. Personally, I'd rather see them prioritize Jackie Bradley Jr., maybe even Marcus Simeon or Dee Gregorius, and fill those areas of need while also maybe going back and recircling the wagons on uh, Jake Rizzi or maybe just signing a James Paxton, I'd like to see them bring in three or four players for the money they could spend on the one in Bauer. But you know what? When you're talking about a single player that brings the most to the table, there is no question that the reigning NL Cy Young is the best fit in that regard. And maybe Sandy Alderson wants to go that route. And if he's motivated to do it, I think Trevor Bauer ends up being a Met. But there's going to be still some competition, particularly from those two teams out in L.A. Regardless, when we get back in just a minute, I want to do a segment that Trevor Bauer himself would certainly approve of. I want to talk about Major League Baseball, the way they've handled this offseason, and really rip into Rob Manford a bit because these reports that came out on Monday are infuriating. If you care about growing the game of baseball, I will talk about all of that in just a minute. Are we ready for the Super Bowl? It is finally set. The Kansas City Chiefs will look to defend their championship against who? Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It is sure to be a thrilling matchup with a ton of storylines. And if you want to get in on the action, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. And that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. And use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus. From there, you can find everything on the Super Bowl. The props will come out eventually. I'm sure that will be a real fun thing for bettors to get in on. You can bet on the NBA, MLB Futures with the Mets maybe winning the National League, the National Leagueies, or the World Series. There's so much to find at betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on that action. Don't forget, use our promo code LOCKEDON and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for more important things like your mortgage or food. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, maybe even 100% more for the exact same amount of parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business that is serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now. You can shop for everything you could want when it comes to auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you could want from engine control modules to brake parts, tan lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now and make sure you write Locked On in there. How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection reliably low little prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com I want you all to imagine something. Imagine you're in a class for a whole semester and Rob Manfred's your professor. And you've gone through this whole semester... And you've learned a lot of different things. And Rob Manfred tells you to study for the final exam. And you ask him, what's going to be covered on the test? Is it going to be everything? What what, what exactly is going to be on the test that I need to study for? And Manfred just says, well, you know, it could be on this. It could be on that. I don't really know. We'll talk about it at a later date. But the test is coming. The exam's coming. And now you just got to prepare for everything. That is what this Major League Baseball offseason has been. Teams don't know the rules. We don't know the rules going into this season. We don't know if there's going to be an extra inning rule. We don't know, more importantly, if there's going to be a universal DH. Teams are planning out their offseason. And you have free agents like Marcelo Zuna, who's out there, who probably has a lot more teams interested in him, if there's going to be a DH, and he is just in limbo, in absolute limbo. Because Major League Baseball is sitting in there. I don't know what they're doing in those offices, but they aren't preparing for the upcoming season. They are kicking the can down the road, hoping that their problems will solve themselves. And this is in regards to not only the Universal DH, but the health and safety protocols. How many games are we playing? Are we definitely playing 162? Are we starting the season at the normal start date? What is happening? Are there going to be fans? How are fans going to be brought into the stadium safely? How are they going to protect the players from playing in front of those fans? There's so much that has to be decided and so little information that has come out. Now we're getting about a month away from spring training and we don't know anything. It is absolutely ridiculous. And as bad as the last season was when it came to preparing... There was at least some excuses on that end. COVID popped up right in the middle of spring training as far as it being a grave threat to the United States of America to the point that we had our first shutdown. That happened You know, we were already well into spring training, getting close to the start of the season. And Major League Baseball was maybe dealt the worst hand among all the sports leagues because they had to figure out how to play a whole year under those circumstances. The NBA, they at least had a representative sample of a regular season that they could just do a bubble playoffs and be fine. The NFL had months to prepare and now major league baseball for their second COVID season had from October all the way through February to figure this thing out. And still these two sides, the players and owners cannot get on the same page with anything. I'm telling you right now, the 2022 season is in, Grave jeopardy, because there's going to be a labor strike. There's no question in my mind about that. So now this report you have on Monday is that the owners want the DH, the players want the DH, but the owners are trying to leverage the DH with the players to get more things that they want, which is expanded playoffs. But the players don't want to concede on expanded playoffs because they view that as a big piece in their potential negotiations For the collective bargaining agreement. So, who ultimately ends up being the one that's going to blink in this game of chicken? That's where we're at. Even though everyone knows that the Universal DH is ultimately where this game is going, we really might get into a situation where we're going to play a season with no DH because these two sides can't just simply agree on it. The owners need to throw the players a bone here. Because you know what? The expanded playoffs are something that ultimately is going to be part of the game at some point moving forward. And if they were to throw the players this bone right now, hey, we're just going to do the Universal DH. The players are going to be more amenable to negotiating the expanded playoffs aspect. Now, with all that being said, you also have this other report that the cactus league would like things to get pushed back a bit and spring training to start a month later because there is such a high risk of COVID infection in Arizona right now, which is funny as Jeff Passan of the ESPN notes, considering the fact that the Arizona coyotes, the hockey team are playing with fans. So how does that line up? Arizona and Florida have been two of the state's most flippant, about opening things up when it comes to COVID and just kind of ignoring some of the CDC guidelines. They have been very quick to open up restaurants and public gatherings, all these types of things, and now they're concerned about it? Or is that Major League Baseball that is trying to... I don't even know. I don't even know what their motivation would be because I guess it would be to push the season back So they don't have to play a full slate of games and they can once again prorate player's salary. Maybe that's what it is. The bottom line right now when it comes to spring training is they're going to play when they're scheduled to because there's too much money at risk here. And I just think they have to do it as smart as possible. And to me, the clearest thing that needs to be done is you need to find a way to get any of the at-risk people that are part of your Major League Baseball operations staff vaccinated. Like Chili Davis being one, as an older guy who was at home last year because he was concerned about COVID, that's the type of person who needs to get a COVID vaccine. The coaches, the older people who work in these organizations should all get vaccinated, and hopefully at some point the vaccine will be widely available enough that the players can get vaccinated As well, but there is just a lot that needs to go in to getting this season off the ground. And because of the lack of reporting on any of these details, it just seems like Major League Baseball is sitting around expecting somebody else to solve their problems for them. They had an opportunity to be proactive, and it seems like they've been sitting on their heels, hoping that COVID would just go away, hoping that all of these things would solve themselves. And that's just not a reality. So now we're at this point where they have to scramble to figure all this out instead of taking the time to negotiate with the players throughout the past couple of months to figure all this stuff out so we didn't get into the situation again. But if we get back to that point like we were last year, where there is a long layoff of play because these two sides can't figure out what's going on, they might as well just scrap the season, deal with their labor strike now during COVID and figure out how to proceed after they've come to terms on a new collective bargaining agreement, because it is going to be pretty ridiculous to keep batting their heads together for years upon years and ultimately hurting the people that keep the game going, which is the fans. That's where all the money comes from. And if you keep on spitting in the face of fans, and refusing to grow the game the right way, eventually, there's going to be some customers that have just had enough. I know there's a lot of baseball fans out there that have had enough of Rob Manfred and the way he operates this sport. Hopefully, something will change very soon. Anyway, that'll be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. As always, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Ryan and follow the show at Locked On Mets. And if you want to get more of the sports news that you need in less time, then make sure you check out our new podcast, Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. Locked On Today is a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts.